Yo, what's up, y'all? This your boy T-Lo. Yo, what's Gucci? This your man, Tweet. What up, y'all? DJ Kid Fresh. What's up? This your boy, RL. And we're next. And you're rocking with the Rebirth every Monday at 7 p.m. But you know the hits. Rebirth Radio, baby. Every Monday, 7 p.m. Shane and Eli. All right, rocking that old school. Peace. Welcome to the Rebirth on Philly James 95.3 FM. I'm your host, Shay Marriott. And it's your boy, Eli Isabel, a.k.a. The South got something to say. Happy Monday, Shay. Happy Monday, friend. Look, How I got to turn, turn my whole body to talk to you. <laughs> like, something funky is going on with my neck, y'all. And it's like, ah. I don't know. Like Frankenstein. I don't know what's happening. And it's hard to drive. Like I'm driving and I'm turning around and or trying to turn around. Yeah, I'm looking. Which side hurts? A little handy. The whole neck? All in the back. All the way going up to like the low part of my head down. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds uncomfortable. I done put a tiger bomb on it. It's been (laughs) massaged. It's done had warm packs on it, cold packs. I don't been to a chiropractor. I, I don't know what's happening. How long has it been going on? It's been going on over a week now. Dang. Yeah. 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 I start feeling it. I think I start feeling a you like tension last Monday. Mm-hmm. But then it just started to get to the point where I couldn't like turn my turn my head. So So you carry your stress in your uh, neck. I usually carry it like in my lower back and hips. Cause that's what women carry, like their in emotions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for real. For real. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, it's it's a lot going on right now. So right, 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 little, right. little little tense. So I just been you just been working out, doing a sauna, doing some stretching and okay. you know, all of that. How I, you doing? I'm doing well. I'm I doing see you well. got a new 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 uh, addition to the family. Man, listen, insurance <laughs> went up like a mofo. <laughs> but yeah, well worth it. Um so the kiddo, she got a whip this weekend. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, so, Haley. Yeah, boy, you couldn't tell her nothing. I know that's right. You got to come take Miss Shay for a ride. Well, you better <laughs> let us get this practicing first. Well, like, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, um, Get your skills up first. We practiced yesterday. I mean, she's been driving, but uh-huh. yesterday we went to her, the route she's going to take to school. Okay. We did that route. Okay. And back home. Um, so... My goal is that we were going to wait to Christmas, but I was just like, we really need her to start driving this whole month. So okay. after the break, she can kind of, you know, everybody be comfortable. Right, right. So the plan is to let her drive herself to school every day with one of us. And then, you know, we'll keep the car, of course, but she'll get to drive every day. Okay. Every morning to school. That route, I want her to be focused on that. Yeah. And be cool on that route. Then we can worry about venturing out beyond that. Okay. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, Congratulations. That's it awesome. Is, it is. You know what's great to... To be able to do things for your children yes. that, 
you know, your parents may have wanted to do, but it just yes. didn't have the means. Absolutely. So that for me is like another little small thing, you know, like small things make up my life. And this is one of those things that make me, you It know, makes it worth it, right? Yeah, man. It's, it makes it worth it. It's all right. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Man, we got busy. Or your Indigenous I, People Day. Yes, my Indigenous People Day was, <laughs> uh, it was great, man. I, you know me, I did my customary turkey on the grill. I saw that. I made some I gumbo. <laughs> yeah, I was up to like 2.30 in the morning making that gumbo. And uh, I marinated my bird the day before. I seasoned her okay. all, cleaned her, seasoned her all up. And then you that morning. Not, you was not playing. I was not playing. That thing, was it, it was gone. You it was lasted, showing off. It lasted two days. Wow. Hear me. Thanksgiving, wow. then by the end of Friday, it was over. Listen, I was like, damn. <laughs> I did all the cooking this year. I did my turkey as well. And I have to say, my turkey was really the bomb. It was juicy. We need juicy turkeys. It was very, very <laughs> juicy. Because I'm not a turkey person. Oh, really? Like I'm, eating really or not. cooking? No, eating. Eating, like, I'll okay. I'll eat a turkey hoagie. I'll eat turkey wings. But, like, the whole turkey, like, I, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. But this turkey was really, really good. So, yeah, what, but what, you so had what's your secret? Well, Wait a minute. It wouldn't be a secret. Now if you, you didn't told tell me. me exactly. Well, you didn't ask but me. But I use a lot of natural <laughs> herbs and I blend it down. Okay. And like base it inside, inside the um turkey, uh -huh, and, uh -huh. and you know just massage those herbs in. <laughs> just massage it in. <laughs> All right then. Yeah. <laughs> you just feel the bird on up the whole time, huh? All right. That's why gobble, it came out so good and juicy. Gobble. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to Corey, a.k.a. The Thinker Wilkerson. Happy birthday <laughs> to you, man. What up, homie? Happy birthday. Yes, I hope you had a good day. I know it's not over, but um, just want to shout out you and tell you how much we love and appreciate you here um, and being a part of our Rebirth family. He so always come through when you he need He does. Him. He does. So happy birthday to you. Shout out to Safrasi. Shout out to Priscilla. What's up, y'all? What up, Jen? Uh, how Thank did Corey get the name The Thinker? In. <laughs> who, who, he, we know he does it, but who can't? Who said we're gonna coin him now? Hey, Corey, go ahead and go ahead and tell him who gave you that name. Put it, put it in the chat. <laughs> we know why you have the name. Tell him who gave you the name. I'm about to come out this jacket. I'm like burning up. I don't know what's oh, happening now you, right now. Dang, you got the window open. The Hulk blowing through I here. Know, the curtains moving. It's crazy. And you still hot? I'm still hot. You got that double goose on. I <laughs> You got the turkey feathers in that one. <laughs> there ain't no goose from turkey right. feathers. <laughs> so we got a, we have an awesome show. We have a flashback tonight. We're going to be, you know, reminiscing. What, what up, uh, Corey, Corey Van? What up, Corey How you Van? doing? Did he come to town yet? Uh, nah, something he, he wasn't able to make it. Oh, but when man. he comes to town, okay. I'm going to find a way to get him up here. Okay. All right. Listening from London. Oh, man. All right, Safasi. <laughs> Thank oh, you for okay. tuning in. Right. Yeah, she's tuning in from London. I was listening from New London Road a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> right over here by the towers. <laughs> so we're going to take a um, a walk through 2023. Three. That's crazy. <laughs> I had to think about that. Through 2023 and, um, you know, some of the guests that were on here, some of our uh, hosts, some of our moments. Yes. Um, but before we get into that, did you have a right here, right now? Yeah, I or do. Anything? Actually, okay. I do. So I, I wish I could get my music back, but I ain't going to trip on that. Um, <laughs> my little introduction. We talked about this time last year as we we're going. 
Let's go with it. You know what? Let that play. Let that play. Because <laughs> it's kind of appropriate for this uh, story right here. All right, y'all. Right here, right now. Listen. So a black mother out in Sacramento, California, she was pulled over with her eight-year-old son at gunpoint. Here we go. Mistaking a child for a teen warning for two felonies, Shanice Stewart, who is a nine months pregnant, says she was driving her son Brandon to football practice around 5 p.m. when police officers pulled them over with more officers later surrounding the car and a helicopter hovering over in the sky. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, shortly after police uh, realized that they had the wrong person and they ended the ordeal, they told Stewart they had made a mistake. The officers thought the third grader may have been a juvenile suspect wanted for a pair of felony warrants, including one for gun possession. According to a statement from the Sacramento Police Department, Stewart was shot. You guys wasted taxpayer dollars. I don't know why she's worried about that. Using a chopper and multiple officers to close the freeway down for me and my eight-year-old son. Wow. This is why I say, so this is the, the great thing about this is nothing happened to them. Yes. I mean, the trauma that yeah. he's now suffered by having guns pointed at him at eight. Right. That's a whole other right. thing. Right. right, But they are alive. And I appreciate, because um, most of us, I was just talking about this with one, of, with one of my homeboys the other day. And we were talking about how when we get pulled over from, uh, by the police, we are so hostile off the top. Right. We're like, what are you pulling mm-hmm. me over? Like, we're snapping mm-hmm. before they get up there and we damn right got our window down. Mm-hmm. And I think we, as 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 black folk, black and brown people, we have to do a better job of allowing the situation to play out. Mm-hmm. Let them say why they stopped you. Give them your information. Go on about your business. Like, all of the hostility. And you know what? The worst thing you can do is have a black person who know they right. Man, listen, they gonna yeah. really clown. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let them not know they not in the wrong. So which is what this parent was not in the wrong at all. And I'm right. glad she handled herself accordingly with the son in the cross. So let this be a lesson to all of us. Like uh, us black men with all this bravado that we carry ourselves with, mm-hmm. we feel like just because the cops pulling us over. In that moment, just let it play, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you, do you really want to have a, a mural set up on the side of an uh, I-95? Because it's not going to go right. It's not going to go well You're not going to win. And if you feel disrespected or wrong, sue. This yeah. is how change comes about. When you start dipping in the police department's pockets mm-hmm. and they have to settle these lawsuits, mm-hmm. cops get fired. Um, pensions, well, they ain't going to take the pension. But cops will go away, that mm-hmm. particular cop. So... Let's just be cool, man, when we have to deal with the cops because we know there's no benefit of the doubt for us. Yeah, for Let sure. Let it play out, man. So shout out to that mom, and wow. I'm glad they're safe, okay. and hopefully little yeah. man can get some therapy. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. So, yeah, that's my right here, right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's you got go. a black history? No, I, I'm, no, not tonight. Night tonight? Not okay, tonight. all right. <laughs> I hit y'all with something y'all never You've heard of. You've done a great job year. all year. I've bringing been. us black history moments and things that we've, you know, different black history that mm-hmm. we didn't even mm-hmm. know about, right? That's right. So you did a really good job about that. My so, inner Tom Jordan. Yeah, yeah. A little known black history facts out here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tonight is our last show for the season, y'all. We are taking some time off to regroup. Uh, matter of fact, I might as well just use the, the we, I don't use these words underneath rebirth that much, but you know there are three words underneath rebirth. Renew, rebuild, and restore. Right? Renew, rebuild, and restore. And we're going to take some time off to do some, you know, we're going to renew, rebuild, and restore some shows, ourselves, um, our topics, 
And um, we have so much to be grateful for. In uh, 2023, we have done a lot. And tonight, we're just going to take some time and kind of reflect on some of the things that we've accomplished. And um, and then we're going to talk to you about what is going to be coming in 2024. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Corey says, what about T.I. putting hands on his son? If, if it's king, and I don't it know this king. story, well, if it's king, it, yeah. it probably he needed to have hands put on him. He was running his mouth. Did you see the whole the video, um, Corey? It it was, yeah, it was How crazy. How did he get on video? He was on his phone on Instagram Live, right? Who Ti was? No, King was. Okay. Yeah, and I guess he decided he wanted to start talking to his back to his parents while he was on Instagram Live. So then his mom. Took the phone and she got in the phone and she was saying, because he was saying that he was being raised, he, he wasn't raised with a silver spoon in his mouth. Boy. Oh, he said he, he's, he, no, she said that, but King said he wasn't. He said his experience was different. And somehow it just, and this was all at a Falcons game. Oh, is that a game? Yeah. And then he just start like going off on his dad. And yeah, the rest is history. I don't know. I you think see- this has been long overdue. Because yeah. we watched him on the TV show. You saw him going left even back then. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've got to find his. I'm, I, Corey, listen, I'm a Corey fan of Van ass Corey said, I thought it was Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he choked, he choked him out. Oh, uh, wow. I got to find this. That's what we should be putting up there. <laughs> yeah. We might be able to get it. He pushed his mom, too. Oh, yeah. He needs yeah, his ass Yeah, Jen said he pushed his mom, too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just disrespectful. That's too much. I don't care if, if he was right. Let's say he was right. Right. Ooh, King? King. Okay. Yeah. You still at the end of at the end of the day, that's your, that is those are your parents. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Where's the respect? Man, you are not on the same level. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that, you know, that's the part that was just disrespectful. I mean, where is the respect nowadays with most kids? I think we're lucky. And when I say we, I'm, I mean, I'm just talking about you and I mm-hmm. right now. And I'm sure a lot of parents out there, but just not to have to deal with that kind of madness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is the yeah. respect? And why are you, dude, did you see what Michael Irvin said about his son? No. So Michael Irvin, former Dallas Cowboy legend, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I know who Michael Irvin is. I just want to be clear. Um, you just wanted to <laughs> say something about Dallas. No, I didn't. I mean, we, we won two <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving. It's okay. Congratulations. Play. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations to y'all. Yes, lucky thank you. again last see, night. See, that's what you throw in the lucky shade as at. A you couldn't mo- just y'all say just congratulations. Lucky though. Congratulations. Y'all lucky though. <laughs> Let's just keep it 100. Y'all are squeaking by every we week on. we highly favored. We're Why not we going to apply <laughs> that to the football game. <laughs> We're not doing that. The leader lords out of this. Hence the green I have one tonight. That's why your ass is hot. And cold at the same time. <laughs> but listen, so Michael Irvin, who you know, his son grew up in a gated community, private school his whole life. Now he is a rapper talking all this gangster-ish. Mm-hmm. And Michael Irvin was like, son. Like, he he, he 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 posted, or the son was live or something. I think Michael Irvin, he put in the feed, or he was talking about it on TV. Like, boy, you grew up in a gated community. You went to a private school. That is not your life. Mm. Like, so these kids, like yeah. him and, and King... It, why do we want to perpetuate what we something that we're not? Mm-hmm. That's not your life. You didn't have to live that way. Why do you want to perpetuate that? that that's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. As hard as I work. Yeah. To make sure you don't have to live that way. Yeah. 
Come on, man. Yeah, Corey Van said word, is, word on the street is that they spent most of their time at grandparents until it was time to film the show. Probably because they was probably going to get their ass busted. And grandma, you know, you go to your grandparents' mm -hmm. house, you can kind of do whatever you want to mm -hmm. do. Yeah. I don't doubt and that And I'm part. sure grandma was taken care of, so it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, I still hey. think the respect is, is important. Yana says, hey, y'all. Hey, Bunzai. Hey, it's Yana. It's social media shaking my head. I yep. agree. Yep, for sure. Wow. Why is being hood such a badge, badge of honor? Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess people think that that gives you some type of clout, you know? Um, I don't know what it is, but a lot of, a lot of rappers that's out there rapping <laughs> um, have not experienced the things that they None are that. rapping about. So, None of yeah, that. yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to get into our last show of the season, y'all. It is our last show. Um, so we're going to take a look back of how 2023 has been been treating us. Women. I mean, I think to some degree, um, women, we, we cultivate this list. We put this list together based upon maybe what we lacked growing up. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times um, people, period, um, you know, they, they look for, again, what they didn't have growing up to be made up in their relationship. And um, I think a lot of times that's where we go wrong. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we say, I mean, I, I told you I wasn't watching football this year. Why? Well, it's a long story, but actually I'm just sick of the heartbreak and watching every oh. year. So I wanted to give myself an emotional <laughs> year off. Can I be great? And I'm glad I did okay. in light of what I heard last night. Okay. Don't Got be happy because y'all won. Y'all beat the damn blinds. I was just Knock asking. Off. Nah, I just, why are you hating? You're trying to be funny. You, I was not. All I said was y'all lost last night. That's all. You know I'm a Cowboys fan and I'm sensitive about my shit. Okay. So now you, there you go. You, you're picking it. Is, right? Yeah. Branding is the ability to create an identity for your company that exists outside of your immediate um, objective, which is to make money. Right. Right. So, okay, man, we marketing is about how you're going to make the money. Mm -hmm. Right. But branding is about how you're going to actually engage people to something that they feel is worth believing in. All right. All right. So listen, <laughs> who you saw in the video, you saw Nelly one B. of our family members yes. here. Miss Nellie B was in the building and uh, she was talking about why do we have a list? Mm. Right. So and we've done that topic a, a couple times on um, the rebirth. Um, <laughs> we had two ladies that actually came Ooh. on years ago when before we came to Philly Jams, we were at the Hollis Live. Who were both underfriended me over the years. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, one of them done found her man. I don't know if the other one did, but um, yeah. <laughs> I and think it I was, offended one he, of them. He, he was not uh, tar, dark and handsome either. So. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so let me ask you a question. Is the list relevant? Is it necessary? I think so. No, list I, I meaning don't what you're looking for in a mate, y'all. That's what I'm asking right now. Yeah. Is the yeah. list relevant? So I don't I don't think I think we need to kind of move from thinking it, thinking of it as a list and more so, you know, looking at what your boundaries are. Um, looking at what's important in a relationship for you. Right. Because when we're making a list, you're just putting down a bunch of stuff that probably don't even matter. Mm -hmm. But what is it that's really important to you? 
to see in the relationship if the, he's not tall dark and handsome if he's not if he doesn't have six figures what is important right what traits what's important for you to see right so i think we get blinded by the list because you can have everything on that list but if that person is not loyal if that person doesn't have integrity if that person like is, are those things on your list yeah if that person has been abused as a kid mm -hmm. or right. if he has a crappy relationship with his mother or is does does your list trump those things right there right yeah, Corey, Corey Vance says, no, especially if you can't live up to your own list. And I think right. that was part of what happened with me and the lady, one of the young ladies. Yeah. I was like, we sometimes we, we were asking uh, for in other people, which but we are not. Mm -hmm. And is that fair to do so? I mean, you can do it. You can request yeah. that. But is that fair? Right, right. You exactly. know what I mean? You want me to be this, this, and that, no kids, six foot one with, a, with, 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 with abs, and you five two, 180. Right. With two kids. Mm -hmm. How can you ask that of me right. and you're not that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with that. I think that you, whatever it is that you're putting on your list, you should be able to reciprocate that. Somewhat. Otherwise, why, why are you, what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't agree with that. But I that was a more, fun conversation. I go more deal breakers in a list. Uh-huh. There's certain things I can't. Have. What's your deal breaker? What's one deal of your deal breakers? Deal breakers are, um, I need you to be just a kind person. I need mm -hmm. kindness in my life. Mm -hmm. I still need you to be cute. Mm -hmm. But that's not, well, no, that's a deal breaker. You, you got to be cute. I got to be attracted to you physically. Right. Um, right. But I need you to be kind, have a good heart. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'll skip that part. But yeah, I just, what, the at this point part? in my life, yeah, because I feel like, because people, <laughs> people are questioning me because older, I keep saying so, that. Yeah, you know, but it's still going to be big. Is gonna, it might be a little dragging a little bit. It though. might, but it's still so. a lot of booty back there. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to say that. See, you said okay. it. But I need you to be a, be a kind person, a good mother. If you can be those things, and we can work with everything else, mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. If you're kind and you know, cause if you're kind and you're a good mom, I think those things will intercept to you being loyal because you don't wanna cause that will interfere with the other things that you are. Right, right. So I don't have to ask for loyalty if you are those things. Cause you're gonna automatically treat me accordingly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, <laughs> those are your deal breakers. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I like you're a little bit cook that. too. Okay. She cook a little bit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You gotta cook every day, but mm -hmm. every other but day. But you can cook though, right? I can cook, but I, mm -hmm. I work a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Trina Henry Patrick. Hey Trina. She says, children, do you believe, do not believe in discipline? Or no, it says children, i.e., do you believe in discipline and how? Oh, yes, I do believe in discipline. How do you discipline? Well, I think I discipline early. Mm -hmm. If if need be, that way I don't have to try to whoop you at twelve or thirteen <laughs> when we damn near the same size. Right. I'm not the biggest dude, mm -hmm. so I believe in my mother. <laughs> I'm just saying these kids be strong you know now. <laughs> they start getting musty around ten, so you know they're gonna be strong. And these little kids are pissed be be fire about eight oh nine. Oh my god! So they're gonna be physically strong about twelve thirteen. And I got to pull a gun so on you. So silly. But my point is, uh, you I, you whoop a little ass early. My mama said when you can understand the word no. Mm -hmm. And I know you understand what no means and you still do it, then you're gonna get tapped. Mm -hmm. And then we will tap accordingly until you decide to listen to what I say consistently. Said tap accordingly. Tap accordingly. Okay. Yeah. So All right. All I right. do believe in you believe in ass women. So how do <laughs> 
question. You know what? That don't mean you've been abusive. You can whoop ass, open hands, Shay. We're not talking oh about extension cords of switches like we got. Or like I got. I don't know what you got. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so it, it really, um, Trina, what age are we talking about um, as well? So I think, you know, younger kids and, and all of that. You know, they have this gentle parenting movement now. Um, a couple people I know is trying it, and they're like, uh, this is just not working. <laughs> so what's an example of that? So. How does gentle parenting I don't look? know. I, I didn't use gentle parenting. <laughs> but this is something new. That that's, that's people how you are gently using raise uh, gentle parenting school shooters. So I <laughs> you gently raise the school shooters. Jesus, like okay. I'm saying you gotta whoop that ass. Okay. When they're young. Yeah. So what is the cutoff age? When you start listening to what I say, and the cutoff age is when you you understand that if you do A, B, and C, mm-hmm. the reaction with D could possibly be an ass whooping, and that's enough. But I'm gonna cover you in love. In the between, even after I whoop your ass, I'm going to still cover you with love. Okay. But you got to do what I say until you're up out of here. Okay. That's it. That's Now, that's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. These are the rules. I need you to follow them. Respect. Or one of us can't live here. And yeah. it ain't going to be me because I'm paying the bills. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I, that sounds like a hard stance, a manly stance. No. But, no. you know, sometimes older children, you might have to yoke them. Corey Van said, I never had to... I think he's saying trying to say be be either of my kids because their mama did it, <laughs> <laughs> but they understood the look and no electronics. I know that's right. Yeah. So is that an example of gentle parenting? The no electronics, take the cell phone, take the video games. Could I that think be what what one of my um, patients was trying to describe to me was? Matter of fact, let's just Google it. Um, it's like positive reinforcement, um, giving options. Um, is what she was describing. But let's see what um, Google says. It says, parenting approach that encourages a partnership between you and your children to make choices based on an internal willingness instead of external pressures. A partnership. That, oh, so that right partnership. there, ruined. that kills me right there. There's no partnership here mm-hmm. when I'm taking care of you. Mm-hmm. This is a dictatorship. I dictate how you live and you do what I say. Mm. That's it. There's no negotiation. You don't pay for nothing around here. Why do you get a say? <laughs> Why do you get a say? So you don't you don't feel that we should respect um, children, show re- children respect as well because they're humans. I'm gonna. I respect you by taking care of you. <laughs> that's the respect that, and loving okay. you. Okay. That's that's my form of respect for you because I love you and I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to make sure you are in a great place. Mm-hmm. So. That's my respect for you. So it says the ideal behind gentle parenting is to approach kids with respect and empathy, to offer choices rather than make demands, to give space to the child's feelings and emotions and avoid losing your cool in frustration in frustrating situation. It's not hard to see why it's it's become so popular. So what happens when I say, hey, son, take out the trash? Uh, I don't feel like it today. I'm not going to make a choice to take out the trash. So now what do we do here? We're, we're, now we're at a standstill. Now what happens? I take your Game Boy. So I think, so according to this, it talks about empathy, right? So is that where, okay, well, you're not feeling, I'm, I'm just I'm just playing around here. You're not feeling well. Tell me what's going on. How are you feeling? What's happening with you? That's verbiage I use at work with other people's uh-huh. kids. But you don't use it with your own kids. <laughs> 
No, we I can, but I still need you to do what I say. Do what I say, mm -hmm. then we can come back and talk about how you feel. Like you mm. not doing what I asked you to do, that I, that I have an issue with that. Okay. And look, and my own child said, <laughs> I don't think physical discipline is necessary. Mm -hmm. I never got a lot of beatings, so I kind of agree with gentle parenting, laugh aloud. Mm -hmm. But then again, I don't have kids with mm -hmm. the laughing emoji. Mm -hmm. You don't have kids, E, but when you do, it may be necessary. I'm not saying whoop a kid for everything they do. Yeah. So I'm on a I'm on a fence with that because I know, and you know, like you said, you talk to you talk to your clients like that, yes. right? But we both have heard teenagers, kids say, "My mom talks," or "My mom or dad talks at me." They talk at me. They don't listen to what I have to say mm -hmm. or how I feel, whatever. So, although that child may be saying, when you say, um, "Take out the trash." And they're saying, I don't feel like taking it out right now, right? We're immediately you're hearing, you're not gonna tell me what to do. I'm not gonna do what you say. A but absolutely. you're not hearing, <laughs> right? But you're not hearing the child saying, I don't feel like taking it out right now. So wait a minute, let's investigate what that is first before we jump, because maybe mm -hmm. that child is going through something in that moment. And they're not saying, I don't want to take it out. I just don't feel like taking it out right now. Right? Mm -hmm. So your client, you're going to explore that and find Absolutely. out what's going on. Absolutely. But I will. What's, why you can't explore that with your own child? I will after you take the trash out. <laughs> I'm open to hearing. Listen, my kids know, and my daughter's on here. I do care about how you feel. And, I, and I'm, a big, I'm a big proponent of listening to you and you get, have an opportunity to express yourself to me. And, and they know I don't have an issue with mm -hmm. that. However, take the trash out, then we can come and sit down and talk about how you feel. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have an issue with that because I want to resolve it. I want to help you. I'm yeah. your father. But you still got to do what the hell I say when I say do it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. So, Deep Thought. Shout out to Deep Thought. Deep Thought <laughs> says... No, no one cares, cares what, what they're they... going through. Take that damn trash out. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the way we were raised. At least, he's, that's my boy yeah. from Turl. That, now, that's the way we were raised. Yeah, yeah. You, you do it. There's no, there's no back talk. Yeah, there's no, same, you just do it. And it, it's, it's the, you know, it's the same thing, right? So, again, I think it depends on, you know, you know your child. Right. Right? But some, some, some people, you can't handle that way because they are going through something some mm -hmm, emotional mm -hmm. stuff that's happening, you know? But that's just a conversation, y'all. We was just just kind of, like, playing around and, and trying to answer, um, who was that, Trina's? Trina's question yeah. in regards to discipline. So I think that you, you have to discipline um, age-appropriate. That's that's important. Um, sometimes kids don't really care. I mean, I know that electronics is big, but you have a lot of kids that don't care that their phones are taken. It don't even bother them. Um, and then you have some feel like the world is coming to an end. So it really depends on on the child. And that puts parents in difficult situations too. Like I'm okay with again. I'm definitely I'm I'm a, I'm an advocate of talking to our children and learning how they feel. Um, mm -hmm. Because I want to help help you work your way through that. So when you're an adult, you can regulate your own emotions. You know how to even then have to have a conversation with somebody. We're gonna always need somebody to talk to. Yeah. So, but. Also, this this lends itself to when you get a job and your supervisor says, Hey, I need you to do A, B, and C and D. Well, mm -hmm. I don't feel like it today because I'm not I'm not feeling yeah. good. Yeah. Now, so how does it so I to me, 
this this goes farther than just you taking out the trash when I tell you to. Mm-hmm. These are things you're gonna need later in life. You're gonna need to be able mm-hmm. to listen, and you're gonna need yeah. to be able to, to do things to support yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, you can always <laughs> acknowledge. I always say acknowledge the feelings, right? Right. I'm, I'm sorry that you're not feeling well, but when you finish, when you go ahead and take that trash out, when you come back, we can have a conversation about what's going on. I'm acknowledging that you're saying you don't, you're not feeling well, or mm-hmm, something's mm-hmm. going on, and I'm leaving that that door open where we can have a conversation. But I'm still asking you to still do something for me without right. making it feel like I'm dictating it or I'm demanding you to do something. You know what I'm saying? So maybe a mixture of it. Okay. Because sometimes people, sometimes I feel as adults that we tell, and I, I, I and we can talk about teenagers, right? We can tell a teen, we can tell them to do something, and they say, okay, I'll, I'll get it, mom, or I'll, I'll do it. But because they're not doing it when we want them to do it, like right now, is it more about them doing it, or is it more about them doing it because we said do it right now? You know what I'm saying? Where, where, where does that in between come? Where it's just like a level of, like, okay, you're respecting what I'm asking you to do, but am I more caught up? Am I more stuck on that I want you to do it in this moment right now, or that you're going to you're going to do it? I think I'm stuck in there. Like okay. I don't know. For me, I don't know. I, I feel like I go hard for for my kids. Mm-hmm. So, and when you need something or you need me to, something that I need to purchase, something that you need, mm-hmm. when you need that hug and you need me to tell you, you know, the things that I do outside of just the monetary things. So the least you can do is be respectful and do what you ha- I ask you to do. Again, I'm open to hearing about how you feel. How you feel But in this it. moment, take care of that because when you need new, new Sperry's. <laughs> for that damn school you go to that costs a hundred dollars a pair. Right. I don't, I don't. Well, you know what? I don't know if I feel like spending a hundred dollars. Okay. You know what right I mean? Now. I don't know if I feel not, like I'm spending it right now. Yeah. yeah. So let's get to some of these comments. Yes. We got a lot of people chiming in. Jen says, "Is gentle parenting setting an opening for disrespect?" That's good. I feel like it is. Um, deep thought. Spare the rod. <laughs> Spare the child. Right there. Yep. Whoop the ass. <laughs> Corey says, um, my son took karate, so I trended like I trended lightly. That's funny. Look, he paid for that. Now yeah. he got to possibly get his ass whooped from his son. <laughs> Ada. Shout out to Ada. Ada says. What up, Rose? Um, it's, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me back up here. Gentle parenting isn't always attached to task. What up, Tim? Tim says, main reason I did not have kids because I would whoop ass like my mom whooped ass. <laughs> Extension cord, water, whoa, Lord, Wooden switch, port. backhand. You had, yo, Tim's, did you have to go out and pick your own switch, Tim? Tim Slade, old school. <laughs> he was raised by a woman born in the, in the <laughs> 50s. <laughs> did you have to go pick your own switch? Because, you know, that, that's the question. Uh, Ada says, um, it's pouring into your kids' emotions when they are dysregulated. What's up, Sharon? I, I think agree. at times it's also ego. Yes. Ego for whom? <laughs> Put it in the chat, Sharon. He said Uh-oh, ego but for then whom. She gives, kudos, Eli. You do all right by them children. We're going to keep you. You're, you're, you're better. <laughs> Corey says, there is a balance. We have to also understand the way we were raised wasn't always correct either. A lot, oh, wait a minute, the comments are coming in. Hold on. A lot of us have PTSD from some of the ways we were raised. Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> 
right, all right. I don't disagree with that. So that part. Did y'all see that grandma beat the kids when she was laughing during prayer? Uh, no. I I saw. I, I heard didn't about see it. That. I don't know if I. You sent it to me, but I couldn't play it. Wow. I Tim said he did have to go get his own switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow all right y'all so, so do you think that's just <laughs> well Let's, i know we got more clips to get into but mm -hmm. but you have to see that video of the little kid now you know you was a grand this was a grandma not like a 45 year old grandma of today mm -hmm. this was a grandma grandma so then you know our old black folk they take they take white jesus serious mm -hmm. and they was in the prayer circle mm -hmm. and he was laughing during the prayer and he got that ass tap <laughs> I mean, what you want, little fella? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just That's saying. That's funny. All right. Man. All right. So we're going we gonna to go um, to the next couple of clips. We're reflecting on 2023. Yeah. We're going to uh, check out the next three clips. You know, just getting your homework done, being in the house at a certain time. is That's not, that's not even close. This is a time where you don't have any bills to pay. You know, you can, your parents, people are giving you money. Mm -hmm. When the last time you get, you, people don't give me money. If I go to college right now, nobody's giving me $100 for A. <laughs> Honestly, at 18, you think you know everything. Um, and I wish I would have retained a lot more with, in terms of what older people, you know, shared with me when mm -hmm. I was 18. Um, I'd probably be better off now than I, than I am. Um, Pretty damn good though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got there a little faster though. I, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. What about you, Mitch? Um, because I already know as a mother, <clears throat> it just was going to tear me to pieces, you know, as all the other ones have. Yeah. But um, we're here. We're here again. And and like you said, this one is is hitting is hitting even harder because of who the abusers were. You know, not abusers, but killers. Killers. You know? So, um, Meshach, shed some light on this. All right, all right. So, that was a little flashback of some of the things we were covering um, this year. If you're just tuning in, we just want to recap for the year. This is our last show for the year. So, we're just playing back some of our favorite clips and some of our conversations. So, mm -hmm. Hang in yeah, there with yeah. us. So it looked like you had some more messages for the kids, Eli. You you were speaking to the kids in 2023. Yeah, well, listen. Yeah, you was just talking about um, college and, you know, how things were different. How the kids got it, you know, better than what we had growing up. Absolutely. And, you know, those things. And so. I think that's our goal as parents, to make mm -hmm. things a little better for them. And I think I think what happens when we make things better for our kids and we had it it is it makes it easier. Yeah. And I think that's where entitlement comes into play. And that's something we have to be careful mm -hmm. with. Of course we want to give our kids better than what we had. Mm -hmm. But I think we there's a fine line right there and we have to definitely be careful. We have to definitely be careful in how we you know do that for our kids or make things a little easier yeah. for our kids. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, do you feel that today's kids have a sense of entitlement? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> Just think about the kids yeah, we work with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, man, I've never seen a group of people yeah. so entitled in my life. So where is that coming from? Where is that being birthed from? 
I think a lot of us, we in the midst of trying to give our kids what we didn't have, I think a lot of people associate that with material things. You know what I mean? Like, not like you. Your life is easier. You're not gonna come home and your lights are not cut off. That's mm-hmm. that's to me is a difference in my life right, right. and my children's lives. Uh, not that I may only get one pair of new sneakers and this guy take me through the whole school year. Right. Um, kids nowadays, I work at a pre-K program. These kids are coming in. Jordan from head to feet. Yeah. At three to five. Yeah. They got polo on. They got. I wore Walmart clothes because my mom was like, "Well, you're gonna outgrow them. What's the point in paying right forty dollars for a right. polo shirt for somebody right. who's one one year old?" Yeah. So when kids are raised that way, they're gonna always expect the best of these mm-hmm. things. They're never gonna feel like they have to earn. This is where the entitlement comes from. Well, I've been wearing polo since I was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden the money might be funny in the house, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So now there's a problem because I can't get the newest Air Jordans, so I can't mm-hmm. get the newest polo sweatsuit. So I think there's an air of entitlement, uh, and that's why we have to be careful when giving our children what we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How much is too much, right? Um, because <clears throat> I think a lot of times as parents, we do try to, like you said, we try to make up for what we went through, what we didn't have, and then it backfires, and you're wondering, this, what is this little monster walking around the house that right. you created, <laughs> you know? Um, Ada says all kids in Arkansas wore Walmart clothes. You up north now. <laughs> I'm gonna refrain. My, if I said what I was thinking in my head, they would ask us to uh, shut the show down right now, Ada. So I'm not. But here, here's here's I think the biggest offenders of this whole thing about overdoing it for our kids are single parents. Mm. Because I I find that people when there's a parent missing. We try to make up for that with items sometimes, mm-hmm. not with not with surrounding that that kid with a person who can take the place of that person. Not meaning another man or a woman, but a mentor, an uncle. Like I think we try to make up for those things with personal items, mm-hmm. uh, material items. And these monsters, this is how they're created. We want to overdo it because you don't have your dad or you don't have your mom, so I want to buy you all this shit to kind of make you feel better. Mm-hmm. That creates entitlement. And yes, I probably wore my Walmart clothes. Thank you. But eyes fly now. <laughs> yeah, I think too. Not not even just giving things, but also not setting um, boundaries. I think that um, <clears throat> you know, especially if there's a missing parent, um, rather the parent is missing due to you know due to death or missing or or just they just left. They just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you know, giving them things um, that they. To, to make up for that parent missing, but I think also not setting boundaries and not helping, not guiding with right. good decisions, just allowing them to kind of just wall out in a sense because you trying to make up for that parent not mm-hmm. being there, you know, and you're always bailing them out. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is something that, I think that happens as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, before you know it, it's just like, what have you created? You know? Yeah. I think, I think, Alan, I see the little kids now that I work with, I think the parents are more concerned in what they're putting on their backs and what they're putting in their heads. Mm-hmm. They're not even, they're not teaching young kids that they don't even, they sneeze and they'll cough. They don't even know what to cover their mouth. Like, these are like little kids. These things mm-hmm. you learn when you were a little kid. Yeah. You sneeze or cough. Cover your mouth. Mm-hmm. Right in your face. You're talking right. to them and they just sneezing. 
and right. you see it, you be like, like what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> but it's just the basics that kids are thank you. Right. You give them something. Do something for them. Yeah. Thank you. We're not asking for that hard. You ever had a four-year-old with a cold sneeze in your face? Uh, it feels like your world is ending. <laughs> it's like, like it comes in, it comes in slow lip? motion. Damn right. You can see all the particles coming in slow motion, but they're so close to you, you can't move. And it gets you all up in here. <laughs> we got some comments. You want to read them? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Sharon says, do you think it's a subconscious? It's subconsciously done by the single parent, meaning buying them things or trying to fill the void of the absent parent. Absolutely. I think I think there's a, a, a certain amount of guilt that comes with not making that situation possibly work and now you feel like your kid is missing something so what's the easiest way to surround them with yeah. you know with some love that you think something that will make them happy is mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. things make kids happy temporarily at least yeah um ada says seriously i do think that kids and parents are hyper focused on appearance rather than kids education mental health and well-being well now i agree with you uh rose she is absolutely correct, mm -hmm. especially in maybe in all communities. But I don't, I know about my people, so I can't speak for everybody. Yeah, especially in our community, we are so focused on bullshit. You know what I would like to see, and I and we're gonna do this. This is something that um, I definitely want to implement in 2024 at one of our rebirth lives, and that's um, us talking about financial trauma. We had real urban on the show this year. And um, these ladies, they, they're out there in the community and they're teaching and they're educating kids, young kids about money, finances. And financial literacy is definitely something I know I didn't get growing up. I know a lot of us didn't get in our community growing up. And this is why we have the relationship that we have with money. And if you think about it, a lot of the relationships in our community that we have with money is traumatic. It's connected to trauma. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I, I think that that is a big piece that's also missing. You know, when we want to help them and we want to teach them and stuff, teach them, uh, teach. I know people ain't writing checks anymore and all of that, but somebody still might be taking checks somewhere, right? So <laughs> teach them about how to balance. Teach them, you know, about stocks teach them about iras and you know all of those things because they're going to need that right let understand teach them about how important their credit is stop using your kids credit <laughs> you know what i'm saying stop they putting bills in your, in your, in, in your kid, right <laughs> because now you're messing it up and that's that generational stuff it just yeah. continues right so um so i think that's a that's a big piece as well i think our parents i think they taught us what they knew and what they didn't know, I mean, they Absolutely. didn't have the capacity to give it to us. Like, my big speech about, mm -hmm. here's my big speech about fin financial literacy as a kid or as a teenager or in college. Keep your credit right. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of the conversation. Like, what the hell does that mean to a, to a 16, 17, 18-year-old? Yeah. Especially when you got Discover coming on campus giving away right. credit cards like water. Right. <laughs> you get one. You get right. one. You get one. Yeah. You give an 18-year-old a credit card with a $10,000 limit. What you think you're going to right. do? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. They need to teach it. I agree, Ada. They need to teach it in schools because these are the things that they are going to be able to use in real life. I think some of the things that are still being taught in school, I think that needs to be reevaluated. It's outdated. Yeah. It's outdated. Yeah. Because what, what are they doing? What, what are they using it for? That's a good question. You know? So, 
Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. All right, we're going to go to our next uh, three clips. Yeah. America's culture is built on violence. Mm -hmm. Don't, I mean, the truth is the truth. We're mm -hmm. going to keep it real, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's built on violence. It's been maintained through violence. Every time there's been a threat to the infrastructure, there's been violence. Right. All the way up until January 6th. Right. When they lost the election, there was violence. Right. We gotta right. be strong. Strong with a cake. <laughs> <laughs> strong. I did that every day. Right. So not make you know I told you I wasn't gonna make fun of the afflicted, but wow. I also that was a good question though. <laughs> because I was on a walker six weeks ago, so I don't make fun of people anymore. <laughs> I decided that's when it ended for me. <laughs> that was a good question. Yeah, why well, yeah. is your braille on the drive through? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good question. All right, moving okay. on. <laughs> I used to say why did, did it take me so long to <laughs> yeah. feel like this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, why couldn't I have had that in my 20s or in my 30s? But right. I also realized that I had to go through those things in order to be like this. Exactly. Where I'm at right. now. You're right, exactly. right? I tell people, I'm scared that if you're the same person at 50 as you were at 20, I'm scared for you. Right. I am extremely scared right. for you. I mean, you haven't grown at all. Yeah. I had to grow through those things Talk in order about to it. be like this. Talk about and it. And I still stand on that. I still stand on that. So um, that that clip, I enjoyed that show um, because that gentleman has such a amazing uh, story. He had went through so much. I think within the last, within those three years or two years, he had battled cancer three times. Um, and he's still here. He's still here, and he's he's doing the work. He's out there. He's motivating, and um, I really enjoyed that show. But it brings me to how we go through certain things in our lives. We have these moments, these challenging moments that come, and I've learned a long time ago to stop asking why me, because I said I have the. Or, the audacity to ask, why me? Why not me? Are you listening to me? Are you staring at the oven? I just got, just got caught up with my man. I was drinking the water. Right now? And then I noticed my man from the gospel keynote. His eyes are cocked like a pistol in this picture right here. Okay, huh? I need you to focus. It just caught me off. I need you to focus. I'm having a deep moment right here. And you over there. This is how you're in the picture. Bar. Okay. They're looking like a young Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. Wow. All right, this is why ball. we need a break, y'all. Because he has to, Eli has to regroup. We got to refocus. But, but I was focused, but that caught me off guard as I was drinking. But as I was saying, sometimes we go through these things and we ask that question, why me? Why am I going through these things? But I challenge you to ask yourself, why not you? And if not you, who would you give it to carry, right? And for me, I, I truly believe that everything that you go through, you're designed to carry it, Absolutely. right? The stuff that I've carried, the things that I'm going through, I might give it to you and you may not be able to carry it or what you're going through, you, make, you can give it to me and I may not be able to carry it, right? So whenever you are challenged with that, 
why not you? And if not you, who in your circle would you give it to to carry? Because everybody's not built to carry your load, right? And some of the things that we are challenged with that we are going through, it is for the betterment of us. It is we have to grow in those moments. If we're not challenged with things, then we stay the same. Absolutely. Right? And that's not what we're here to do. We're supposed to be evolving. Evolving, yep. Evolving. Agreed. How do you deal with things when, um, is there like something that you say to yourself when you're being challenged or you're going through a, a tough time? I just always go back to what my mother said. Like, uh, you know, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. So I, and I believe that. I, I don't believe God's going to give me anything that's going to break me. You know what I'm saying? He's going to challenge me. But I feel like, you know, he's not going to give me something that's going to break me. So yeah. I stand on that right there. Like, there is nothing yeah. I think that can be presented to me that I can't overcome. I feel like I've overcome the death of my mother and my sister. Yeah. And, I'm, and I didn't lose it. So I feel confident that I'm going to be okay. I overcame mm-hmm. poverty in a mm-hmm. little southern town. Mm-hmm. So this is all easy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think once you, whatever you find, you defined as your biggest hurt so far, yeah. I think once you've able to heal from that and you've overcome it, you don't ever forget it. Right. You don't ever forget losing a parent. You don't ever forget losing a child. You just learn to live alongside of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're able to say that, Yet and still, I'm still able to move forward. Anything else that comes your way, it's just like, all right, Absolutely. cool, I got it. You know, the coolest thing God did for me when my my mother my mother died uh, a year later, eight days uh, before she after she passed, mm-hmm. He gave me a daughter. Mm-hmm. And this, I remember this lady at my job telling me because everybody knew how close I was and how I felt about my mom. Yeah. And she said, "God is giving you this little girl to take the place of your mother." Mm-hmm. And I never even thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. But when she came, that's what she absolutely did. Wow. It like gave me a whole nother purpose because my purpose at that time was to do what I had to do to make my mother proud. I always wanted to make her proud. Yeah. And and let her see me being a good person. And then she gave me this daughter. God gave me this daughter to do the exact same thing. That I was doing for my mom. Yep. So I See was like, yeah, works. this is a, uh, it's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You want to read it? Sharon says, I look for the lesson in whatever adversity is at my door. Now I couldn't always do that, but I've learned whatever is happening won't last forever. Amen to that. Amen. You are absolutely right. Corey Vance's setbacks are setups for the comeback. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's one question that from the clip. Well, let me say two things. I admire uh, one of the things I took from the interview with um, what was his name? John. J- J- was it John? No, Which brother. One? That was just the last clip we just played. Misha, you know I can't Not turn Meshach. my head all the way okay. around. <laughs> I know you jacked up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the one thing when I say this, you're gonna know his name. The one thing I took from that clip or from him being here was how he had worked this job for 20, 25 years and he jumped out there on faith to do mm-hmm. something different. And, you know, in our era, in our age group, you were taught to, you know, you you graduate school, you'll get a job, you stay there for 30, 35 years, yeah. you retire, and you die. And he flipped the script in the middle of his life. Yeah. Like, to me, that took a lot of courage. Definitely. Tom. Tom. Thank you, Jen. Yes. So, Tom. but here's the, here's the most important question from those clips you played. And Meshach said some great stuff about the violence of this country. But we have not figured out the question from those three clips. 
the main question was why is there a braille at the drive through ATM machine on the driver's side? Can somebody in the feed or Shay call in whatever I need to know why there is braille at the drive up? This is again ATM machine. This, this is why we have to take a break. Is that not valid? So he can regroup. Am I crazy? So he can renew, rebuild, or restore. No blind man is driving up to the damn ATM machine. Why is there braille? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, why people are thinking of the answer? We're gonna move. We're gonna move on to the next few clips. I'm just saying. He's feasting and and going through the dirt and scum of life, just like all of us. Yeah. Right. Just right. like Shay just yeah. said, wow. who she is, wow. who she is, was with her. She just had to transition yep. from Shay of old to the Shay of new. That's why. Yeah. We are new creatures. Wow. Old things. Wow. The Bible mm-hmm. says old things Very have good. passed away. Because you you can go through the check-ins and don't come on now the 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 chick could be right there with him why he checking in and all he gotta do is say be quiet and she will be quiet until he checks in and get off the phone and then he goes right back to whatever right Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't think that that is a way to police my thing is, if you, like you said, you're a grown adult, if you can't own up to what you did and voluntarily do things that is going to make me feel secure, I'm not going to ask you to do that. I shouldn't have to ask you to do that, right? right? Right, But if you're not volunteering to say, hey, babe, you know, I know I messed up and, you know, listen, this is, this, I want to be transparent moving forward and all of that. Okay. That's something that you choose to do. I'm not making you do it because I already know that don't work. Right. It don't work. But... Your question to ask your question is you said, well, why do we have to do it? Because you made a dumb behind decision in the first place. (laughs) Financially or, you know, status wise, that's where we're talking about the intimidation part comes into play. Because like you just said, you're raised to become providers and and your careers, all of that means for men, that's how I'm successful, right? Mm -hmm. For women, it used to be, us being able to have children and get married is what we would call successful. Wow. It's a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot going you on. Were snapping too. Listen, I gotta go to the clip with Michelle Washington because what she said was so profound in the description that she gave. She was talking about caterpillars. Mm-hmm. And she made reference to that what that caterpillar is to become the wings the, the is already in the caterpillar the caterpillar transform into a butterfly and she was just basically saying that what that caterpillar was supposed to be to become it was already in the caterpillar right she, she said it so much uh <laughs> so much smoother than what i'm doing right now You're chopping it up i'm chopping it up <laughs> but what I took from that is what I'm supposed to be doing, what you're supposed to be doing, what what God has for us, it's already in us. We just mm. have to know that it's there and, and, and just go out there and do what it is that we need to do. It's already in it, in us. It's already there. Agreed. You know and a lot saying? of times we get it. We're in our own way right. about 95% of the time. Right. Because you, you say, like you said, it's there. We just have to realize it. And then manifest it. Yeah. So we are in our own way. Yeah, for sure. A lot. 
for sure. Are for men sure. intimidated by women who make more? <sighs> we see we was having this disagreement because you said you didn't feel you said you don't know any guys that's like that. Not in my immediate. I right. know they exist. Right, right, right. But, but not in my immediate friendship group. Yeah, like I, I, I'm sure, and I don't know why. I, I just, I think it's a male ego, mm-hmm. also, and like I said, men feel it. Men feel needed through acts of service, being able to take care of you, being able to mm-hmm. pay bills. Most men mm-hmm. being able to do certain things and, and making that woman feel secure. Well, if that woman's already secure and she can do all of those things, men don't equate. Well, I don't need to do that. I still can be a valuable piece of her life without doing those things but most men can't rationalize that yeah they feel like if they don't have a role in you know can kind of i ain't gonna say controlling the finances but making sure that things things flow within the finances yeah then they don't they don't know their value they don't they don't know their worth outside of that right I think sometimes. right i think men and i don't I'm, i can't speak for a man because i'm not a man but i know that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, here till we check the neck, young boy. <laughs> Corey Van says, "Shoot, I can use her money to provide for both of us." You're damn right, Corey. <laughs> right, Corey. <laughs> but I often hear you say how good it feels to be able to provide for your family. Right, it right. Does. It to feels be able great. to, yeah, and but that's also a feeling of being needed, right? Which men want to feel needed. Right. Humans want to feel needed. Right. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're right. That's the point I was making. You said which men want to feel needed, right? Mm-hmm. So when a man doesn't feel needed, okay, and it might not be anything that the woman is doing, but the woman could, she doesn't necessarily need him in that manner financially wise. She has her own bag or she's taking care of her own self and she has been able to. And then you meet someone that needs to feel needed to define his manhood Mm -hmm. that's where the intimidation piece is what i'm talking about comes into play you know what i'm saying because that is something that um we both agree on that men want to feel needed they they providing is is part of them feeling like a man exactly Mm -hmm. so if he's dating someone or, or married to someone that is you know, and I'm going to say dating because I feel at this point where you're married to someone is your money and his money or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. But when you're dating someone and that man doesn't feel that way and she may not be doing anything to masculate him or anything like that, then it's like there's a sense of intimidation. And that does happen and, and, it, and it does exist. And I think it's you see it more now because you see a lot of women now in powerful positions Mm -hmm. and moving in positions that was once held, you know, by men. I think women talk about it more too, which also lends itself to men having that little bit of insecurity. Mm -hmm. I mean, your insecurity is your insecurity to work out, but I think because it's talked about on podcasts, Mm -hmm. on TV shows, on these dating shows, you know, he better show up and be making six figures because this is what I'm making. The list. (laughs) Part of the list. I think that lends itself to subconsciously having men feeling away right or feeling right, inadequate right. in that yeah. way yeah <clears throat> Corey says i got married for love but also i, w- I always wanted to be a provider we need each other mm-hmm. sharon says some of the men feel intimidated to have issues that have that have not been dealt with mm-hmm. i think they are the ones that are most abusive Mm. Are they abusive? Because they, they, <laughs> they <laughs> are we are we gonna make them abusive? <laughs> but well, maybe in her experience, verbally. yeah, maybe you know that was something 
that she sees, right? Because everybody has a different that's perspective true. Experience. and experience. That's so, true. You I know, respect that. Like you said, you don't have anybody in your circle that are like that. I don't. I'm thinking or about my can. immediate friends. My one mm-hmm. boy, he's a principal, but his wife works is, was a superintendent. So mm-hmm. there is a little flip flop there, but they both make great yeah, money. Yeah, that's great. Say so he's a principal. He makes I don't money. think he thinks about it. Like in that, because mm-hmm. their salaries aren't that far apart. Right. They're both six figures. Right. So they're both fine. Okay. But she does make more money than him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. No, I didn't mean it that way, Sharon. <laughs> she said, "Nah, ain't nobody beating me." No, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> you told Harpo <laughs> to beat me. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to the um, the next uh, few clips before we hit to our uh, rebirth live uh, clips. Uh, and I just wonder how, like, when you were just saying how you were planning everything for your son mm-hmm. and how exhausted you were, like, how could your mate or the, your, your your son's father or your mate have helped you through that? And, and I you, think with that has been lost because mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents do stuff with their kids that 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 I guess it kind of makes a makes a boundary evaporate. Like, if you're doing things that you would do with your friends now with your kids. Mm-hmm. For so long that it's your normalcy, mm-hmm. but others see that it's dysfunction. Yeah. You're looking at them like there's nothing wrong with my life. Yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. It's always been like this. Mm-hmm. This is how I always been. All right, welcome back to the rebirth. This is our last show for 2023, and we're just taking a moment to just reflect on some of the topics and some of our guests and guest co-hosts that have graced the mic here at Rebirth uh, Podcast. Um, We truly appreciate everyone that has been a part of this movement. And I say it is a movement because um, we are definitely um, breaking barriers and, and, you know, doing doing things in a community that is... um, you know, causing people to come together and have these conversations. So I'm very excited about 2024, and I thank God for what he has done for us in 2023. <laughs> I'm just reading Corey. <laughs> All right, what's the uh, the comments? He said, I'm not feeling that green hat you had in a couple of those clips. <laughs> he a Cowboys fan, too, though. <laughs> oh, these Cowboys, I tell you. Love you, love you Corey Van. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, so Corey and I, Corey Wilkerson, and we can go back to the other two clips, um, but Corey Wilkerson, on that episode, we were talking about dysfunction junction and how we normalize dysfunction mm-hmm. in, in, in relationships, and not just our intimate relationships, but even in our friendships, even in our families. I, I was about to say that. You know, Um we don't really see how messed up and jacked up we are because it's, it's our every day. You're in it. You're in it. When you're in it, you can't see it. Yeah. I, I, listen, I can look on Facebook and tell you how jacked up my family is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as, as many great things as I see, my I, my niece, uh, Bree, she just graduated from the University of Memphis on Saturday. Kudos mm, to her. Congratulations. Yes. Sabri Isabel, shout out to you, baby. But then you have family members arguing on social media. Mm-hmm. So it's just like one great thing and five terrible things. Got to have a balance. 
yeah, well, that mother upside down. We got we got to really balance it out then. But I mean, yeah, it's just I, I think when we're like you say, when we're in the middle of the dysfunction, yeah. and this is a norm until you pull your weight self out of it. Like I try to stay out of the midst of all of it, all that be going on within my family, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking like, wow, this is so crazy, and the fact that you know it's on Facebook sometimes mm-hmm. is disturbing for me. Yeah. Like, I don't like that, that part. That shouldn't Because be. families are going to have issues, and we're not going to always get along. Yeah. And, but I don't yeah. know. I just don't like the family business out there. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. But, again, so, question, what age is this? Are we talking? <laughs> Grown. Mom was gray hair. Oh, really? Peeking out. <laughs> oh, wow. So like, they don't they, have I ain't no, talking about... They don't have no social media. I'm talking about 40 plus. Oh, yeah, they know better. Yeah, like, it's just like, you know, I don't like that. I mean, it's, it's a part of, you know, I love my family, and it's a part of it's it's a, it's a part of our dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Social media has become a part of it. Mm-hmm. Where before, you know... It would, <laughs> has I mean, anyone has anyone said, hey, don't do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yo, like, not, not that part. Right, right. And it doesn't, you know... Okay. It's easy to do it when you... You know, on the phone or the computer to just right, say right. whatever, right? And you don't worry about the. You're not thinking about the long term consequences or how people are laughing at mm-hmm. us. People are liking it. People are egging you on, but they're laughing at us. Yeah. And I don't like that part. Yeah. So we had yeah. a conversation, um, and this was during the time I was coming off the cuffs of. Um, prom, senior prom, graduation, college, applying for scholarships, getting ready for college, sending them off. Like, I was so emotionally drained that I was just like, no one prepared me for this. No one told me that this is what it was going to look like, that I was going to um, be grieving my son leaving for college. Like, I really went through it. I was you like, were, you emotional. Were I, I was. Cried a lot. I did. So we were having this conversation um, on one of our shows, and your question was, how do you convey when you are emotionally, physically, and mentally drained to others? And I know you said your spouse or the, or the, the other parent so they can actually help. But, you know, I, I think how do you convey that to, to others, to people that are in your circle that, you know, love and care for you? Because most of the time when you somebody say, well, you know, is there anything you need or how can I support you or whatever like that, we'll say, oh, I'm okay. But we know that we're really not okay, right? Now, I'm going to tell you, in that moment, one of the things that I remember was saying, I was so drained, I didn't even feel like explaining what I needed help with. <laughs> you that's know what I'm saying? Drained. Because that's... Sometimes you get so tired and worn out that it's going to take me extra energy just to explain to you what it is that I need. When by the time I finish doing that, I might as well just go ahead <laughs> on and do it. Come on. I know some other people have felt that way. Do not leave me out here hanging like that. I know y'all have felt that way before. By the time I sit down and tell you what it is that I need done, I might as well go ahead and just go ahead and do it. Now, I'm not saying that that should be handled that way. Let me ask you this. Is that a product of you being single for a while and you used to just handling things? Um, so (laughs) it's, it's a, I, you know what? I, 
I don't want to say yes because I feel that it's a product of people just expecting that I'm going to figure it out. You have, you, you don't, sometimes you don't really realize how much you put on a certain person that appears to be able to have the answers or fix it or, or whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's always a go-to person that your family has. Right. There's always right. a go-to right. person. And I don't care what it is. Somebody could just be like, you know, yo, how do you change the oil and such and such? They're yeah. going to call yeah. me, right? <laughs> so I think it's, it's just the fact that feeling like, yo, I don't want to have to, like, I don't, what do I need? You know what I need. Like, you know, like, what's happening? What's going on? Why do you have to come to me and ask me to tell you what it is that you already know you need to do? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I feel. Corey Van said, please don't ask that question if you cannot truly help that person. Exactly. That happens a lot. Exactly. I think it's a courtesy uh, statement. A lot yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. It's like asking somebody, hey, you, you want a piece of this sandwich? Mm-hmm. And you hoping they say no because <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. I think it happens that way. I yeah. think people do it as a courtesy. Now, when I yeah. tell you that, I mean it. Yeah. Even though you say you got it all the time. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sincere in my, yeah. you good, what you need me to do. Yeah. Oh, we're going to utilize that in 2024. <laughs> well, you got to let me make the statement first. You gotta let me say I'm it first. Like this, you waiting, can't... waiting for you to say yeah, it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You gonna be like, yo, I'm like, yeah, this is what I need you to do. I don't be looking at the cockeyed dude over here that's looking at me, you and Tosh and Gina yeah. at the same time. I mean, I will, I will say that I am learning, and I, I, that I am learning to to delegate more because, I, yeah, I, I am used to handling things and you know whatever, but I also realize that I guess I'm, I do want, I welcome the support i welcome you know the help and i have to be okay and delegate and know that when i let it go you're going to treat it and and take care of it as if it was you know if it was me so yeah okay (laughs) all right that made you sigh right there yeah yeah so i I think we're where are we at the end of our last few okay all right let's get into it I'ma do the most, you say pay to see a show Got the South overflow, yeah If I gotta do it, I'ma do the most Watching me to take no raise it close to the goal, yeah Body be dripping and family Pack of my nose with that fancy Money on me, I got plenty Hundreds, fifties and twenties Stay fat, like a lot of them Rack racks, house by the lake Bought that, ops to the brakes, draw back Paddock on my wrist, I'ma hit them with a drip drip They gon' pay the VIP to get a don't force any of us to change. So if he's not willing to do the work, if he's not willing to acknowledge the imperfections and say, okay, I want to do the work, and then you're supporting him, yes, I can see where the change will come in. The long suffering is definitely, that's what, but if, if the person is showing you the consistent pattern of toxicity and not being willing to change. Through that door, he has to come through me, right? And I think that is an example. I mean, that shows up in everything that, you know, that you, but in the right direction, and I think it comes from a lot of men struggle. And this is interesting because we grow up with spending time with the homes. This, this is never. Now I mean, we gonna go down prices. We gonna get at these. We do all of that. But as we get older, we don't dedicate time to understand if we need a romance as much as we need a romance. You know what I mean?
That's your boy getting it in. <laughs> Listen, if you have not attended a rebirth live, you have done yourself a disservice. As you can see, we just showed clips from a couple of our uh, previous rebirth live events. Mm -hmm. Man, 2024, come through. Yeah, man. Come through, man. We have a lot yeah, of fun. Man. And you're going to be edutained mm -hmm. to the fullest. I like that. Edutained. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I like that. Edutained. Yeah, man. It's it's just, um, it's such an honor. It's, a little it's, bit, Corey. A little bit. It's um, just looking back on, on that and all that was accomplished. You know what I'm saying? We did two Rebirth Lives last year and then one the year before. Um, we did three. I'm sorry, we did three because we we just did our fourth one. So that was our fourth rebirth live that we just did. Right. Uh, so yeah, we've we've been really we've been really on our grind, and um, 2024 is we we are going to be bringing you a lot of more things, intimate intimate events. We're going to have another rebirth live. That is going to be coming in the springtime. But before Rebirth Live, we're going to have Rebirth Podcast Meetup. And that is going to be a private event, but we are going to open it up for a few people in the, for, to have a live audience. So I'm very excited about that. That's going to be coming in February. Um, I will let you guys know, even though we will not be on the air right now, for the next month, um, I definitely will be communicating all of this information on our website as well as on all social media outlets. So make sure if you are not following us, make sure you go to at Rebirth You Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, um, also on YouTube, <clears throat> so you can get all of that information. The website is rebirthu.com. Rebirth the letter u.com and um, we will be posting all the events that are going to be coming up and um, if you want to be a part of the audience I suggest that you you know make sure that you pay attention yes so we can definitely I we I know we have some um people that have been supporting and that has you know been coming in if not weekly you know every other week so if you guys want to be a part of that live audience just let me know i will make sure that you are in the building for that so yeah so what is your what is your Cor thoughts on the rebirth live Corey Vance says, what's the chances you taking this on the road the chances are very good Corey. very high uh cory hold tight yep yeah, we are definitely definitely um looking to do that so thank you for that yes because um i know a couple people have been asking, and we, we are going to deliver. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, stay tuned. And we, you know, I know everybody in this room would probably be the first time y'all hearing this, but I'm also working on a rebirth retreat. So, yeah. So, we looking. For the fellas? We looking for all of us. Oh, for I'm anybody. Just sure. I'm just making yes, sure. Yes, for everybody. Just sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we have a lot of things coming up for 2024. Um, Eli, what is your thoughts about... The last few clips with you dancing and stuff. What? I mean, that's how you come out. We had to come in right, baby. That's we had how to come you come in right. out. <laughs> but you, you know what? It, it was so much fun and so informative. But I yeah. appreciate uh, Corey Wilkerson and uh, India 
And do you say Sage. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the vulnerability that they displayed on that stage in front of mm-hmm. basically a room full of strangers. Yeah. Um, so I think that was dope. And that's what Rebirth is about right there. Being able to have some adult conversation, uh, positive feedback, and us just supporting each other mm-hmm. and normalizing having these conversations. Mm-hmm. We don't do these things enough in our community. It's okay. Uh, a lot of us have been broken by something. A lot of us have been through some things, and it's okay to talk about it. It doesn't make right. us soft. It doesn't make you weak um, or any of these things. So I appreciate those two. And also, my man, uh, big guy. Eric Robinson. Eric Robinson, brother, you are the bomb, man. I can't wait to get you in this studio. Yes. Uh, so yes. profound. So much wisdom and knowledge, man. I, I really, everything he said, every time he spoke, he had my attention. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, my guy, Bishop, <laughs> Bishop Rob. Rob Lewis. <laughs> my spiritual leader. He don't know it. My spiritual leader, Bishop Rob. Um, always, man, my guy. I appreciate the realness. You know, mm-hmm. just even though he's a bishop, he's the head of a church, he's just, you look at him as just a regular dude and you can relate to him. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that about Bishop Rob. Yeah. What about you? Speaking of that, too, um, Pastor. Pastor Delisa Lewis just dropped her book, Perfectly Broken. And I read that book in one night. So it it just was a it was a turn page. It was a page turner. And um it's very, very inspiring if you are someone that is really trying to navigate a relationship, a marriage. Um, if you're someone that maybe have dealt with you know, mental health issues and, you know, needed to work on self, you know, this book is definitely for you. It's available at amazon.com and her book signing is coming up December 9th. Um, so yeah, man, it, so Pastor Delisa Lewis is of course, Bishop Rob Lewis wife, and they both were on our um, Rebirth Live 4 together. Now, they both have graced the stage several times on different Rebirth Lives, but we had them on the panel together. And um, as always, they, they they bring the heat. So yes. <laughs> they bring the heat. Either you're going to love them <laughs> or not. So Yeah, there's no in-between. There's no in-between, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for everyone, but more importantly, I'm grateful for the people that, you guys don't necessarily always see um, because, you know, just as much as we have people on the panel, there's also people that volunteer their time to make sure everything is set up and, and is helping. So, you know, there had there's Jen Marshall, um, who you guys, you know, uh, will hear from when you're trying to come on the show or whatever. Um, you all always see her running around behind the scenes on the rebirth live making sure you know our panel was taken care of making sure i'm taken care of so um appreciate you jen and you know all that you do all that you have done jen fontel um she's the little one that always be at the door you know whenever there's a rebirth live she knows that's that's what she does she comes in and she makes sure that everybody gets in safely tickets and all of that there's hair no always together hair, hair always, always together, together. yeah she, outlined she in the back perfectly yes yeah yeah <laughs> and then of course we have um 
Tasha the Queen, who is over Philly Jams, which they're going to be changing their name coming in 2024, so look out for that. But she is definitely um, behind the scenes in the production of the Rebirth Show every Monday. So, you know, I appreciate all of those that, you know, give their time and have been supporting the vision. Shout out to you for showing up and and you know rocking out with me every monday and you know bringing your flavor your flair your 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 um (laughs) your comedic you know your styling your personality you know the love for what you do um i mean you dope you know so i I really appreciate you um and thank you yeah (laughs) because this is all you know we sit here because of you and, mm. and the vision that you have for this. So we just, I think we're all proud to support it and to push it forward. And so, you know, you're pretty dope your damn self. I don't hang Thank out with uh, none dope people. Right? So if you, <laughs> rock, if you sit beside me, you that. already know you dope. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we are excited. If there is something that you would like to see, please hit me up. Um, info. <laughs> wait a minute. Info. Rebirth. Live at gmail.com info rebirth live at gmail.com drop drop us a message i want to see what's going on <laughs> i want to see what's going on oh and also stay connected at 844-516-7189 if you text that number you'll get everything that's coming up all right so that number is 1-844-516-7189 eight nine text that number and um i will make sure that everything that is coming up you guys will be the first to know all right so guys it has been an amazing 2023 thank you for supporting rebirth thank you to everyone who tunes in and we look forward to coming back to you january 2024 we hope that you guys have a wonderful holiday Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. <laughs> love is love. When he said y'all don't know Eli was Ricky Fountain at C. Fontaine. Oh, Ricky Fountaine. <laughs> I ain't still on Corey. We, they just came on through. We love you, Corey Van. <laughs> I can't wait for you to come up this way so you can come on the show. All right, guys. Y'all have a blessed night. Thank you again for having a wonderful, for just supporting Rebirth in 2023. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we will see you next year. God bless you. Peace.